Happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 194 of Shut Up and Grind. And I have the, the live stream on during my talk. <laughs> Sorry. I got to silence the phone. Another downside to doing live shows. But hey, we smile and we move on. All right. So if you're new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and inspiring you to get through whatever roadblocks you have in your great journey of life. So if you're brand new, if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get a presence going over there. If you're joining me on either of my Facebook pages, please like and share the video. Help us get the word out. And if you have no idea who I am or why you should listen to me, here's, here's a little bit about me. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. All right, and that is me. So for today's teachable moment, in my fitness accountability group today, I posted a photo because after my, my own workout, I was driving by, I was hungry, it's time to eat, and I really wanted to go to IHOP. Like, I wanted the eggs with the cheese, I wanted the pancakes, and, you know, they have those little themed pancakes. Like, that's what I wanted, that's what I really wanted. But what I really, really want is to, to lose about 10 pounds before my championship track meet in March. So I was like, all right, do I go with what I really want or what I really, really want? And then, of course, the really, really want is what I went with. So I went to the nutrition store that was in the same plaza. So I had to drive right past IHOP and what I really want to go and get what I really, really want. And so the point of sharing that is we're that, and we're just that close to what we really, really want. We're one decision away. That's it. If you make that one decision every single day, you can get what your ultimate goal is. Because I see it in fitness all the time when, when people come in, they'll lose some weight, they'll gain some, some endurance, they'll get a couple of muscles popping through, and then they fall off the wagon. And then they come back, tears all in their eyes because they fell off the wagon. It's like, I really want this. I really want this. They, they come in again, they get some success, fall off the wagon again. It's because they take their eyes off of what they really, really want. Sounds like a middle school explanation, but it's spot on. It's spot on. And it's all about decision making. So going into this year, I want you guys to cut it out with the resolutions and make a commitment. So those of you that listen to the show on the regular, you know, I was overweight one time in my life once. And I, I made a commitment. I didn't make a re I didn't make a resolution. I didn't set a goal. I made a commitment that this will not happen again. And so that's what I want you guys to do. If you're making 
a, a resolution for the fifth time now and you still haven't gotten there, this is the time for you to make the commitment. Okay, do what's necessary every single day and get yourself there. All right, that's today's Teachable Moment. So now let me bring in my guest. She's she's amassed some uh, very good success for herself, and she's all about empowering women to be healthy, to be to have mental clarity, practice self care, all that good stuff. But I'm gonna let her tell you what she does. So please welcome Kelly Winner to the show. Hey, Robert! Thank you so much for having me on. My pleasure. That, that teachable moment, spot on. A hundred percent agree with all of that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just started doing those out of the blue one day. It was never really part part of my thing, but just as things happen, whether it's in the gym or maybe I'll get an email, it's like, oh, that's a good one. Like, oh, that's a good one. It's like, you know what? Let me just start sharing these every single day. Absolutely. It, it is going. So, right? You do what works. Absolutely. All right. So you're a California gal. I am in California. You see the sunlight kind of streaming through my window here. Okay, Natural let's, not, let's not brag too much. <laughs> okay. For January day. Yeah. Us, us northern people hate you southerners between <laughs> December and March. No, <laughs> so I we don't want to hear your warm weather BS, okay? You know what? I'm grateful at least. So at least I have gratitude for what I got going on out here. Okay, fair enough. There we go. <laughs> so are you originally from Cali? I am. I'm a California girl, born and raised California. So this is what I know. Um, you know, we, we get hot summers, we get windy falls, we get the fire season here. I'm in Thousand Oaks, so we kind of made the map because we had those big fires, you know. That um, So, you know, each location, I guess we have our, our issues, but, you know, right now during winter, I'll take it. For real. Yeah, and that's anywhere you go, that's, you know, anywhere. Yeah. So, like, our summers, they get hot, and then you get that, that humidity, so it's yeah. like, like temperature wise, people like it'll be 85 degrees, but mm -hmm. it feels like 110 with a humidity. Yes. <laughs> you know? my, so. my husband's from the East Coast. So he's from okay. New Jersey. And so we'll nice. go back every summer. And the first time I experienced that East Coast mm. summer heat, I'm like, that is something else. And, you know, with naturally kind of curly, wavy hair, I'm like, this, this doesn't work. I need to stick to the dry climates because this humidity not so great. I don't know. That's, that's something else. So true. All right. So let's dive in. We're going to get to know you a little bit better. So how would your best friend describe you? My best friend would probably describe me as somewhat quiet. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm a pretty quiet person. Um, very hardworking. I think words like loyal and gosh, how else would my best friend describe me? Um, kind of, you know, keep those select few close. I'm mm. kind of private. Yep. I you know, be here on a live, but I think that's probably <laughs> how, how my best friend would describe me. Um, definitely hardworking, very loyal to the things and the people that, you know, I hold close and definitely pretty private. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think is your, is your best attribute? You know, I honestly think my best attribute is the fact that I'm hard work, that I'm industrious, that I'm hardworking. Like, I think if I had to pick a word that would describe me, you know, um, it's, it's how I was raised. It's just the natural part of my personality. I feel like I, I hit each day. I hit each week. I hit each month. Like, all right, like opportunity for growth. Like each new day is like an opportunity to be a little bit better. 
And each Monday, I'm like, Monday is the best day of the week because it's like the fresh start, new week, new fresh start ahead. Um, And I I feel like I don't waste time, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think if I could come alongside some people and encourage them, one of the best things I could help them do is like not waste time. Because I think some of the biggest struggles I see people, uh, you know, women that I work with, like coming across in goals that they want to set or, you know, commitments they want to make, like you mentioned, is um, time management. And how when I kind of work with them a little bit, it's like, yeah, look at this time that you have. We all have the same amount, but how are you using it and how can we use it differently? So I would I would honestly say that's probably one of my greatest strengths. Love it. Yeah, it's all about seeing the bigger picture because I deal with that every day as well. And I'd say in the gym, probably 90% of my clientele, maybe even like 93% are women. And so I, I work with those same same struggles as well. Just yeah. keep trying to trying to keep people zeroed in. Because the problem with women is you guys are super you guys are like superhuman, <laughs> right? You you're like you guys multitask like like no yeah. other. And, <laughs> right. And and so just getting people just focus like focus. Like yeah. I said in the teachable moment, what do you really, really want? Yeah. You know, it's like if, if it doesn't get you to what you really, really want, then set right. it set it aside for now. It's like, right. it's like, it, it's, it's okay to set something aside, you know? And right. that's, that's something that a lot of women struggle with because, you know, women are just programmed to just do shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's just, that's how, that, that's how it is. Like with men, it's a, li- a little easier for us to co- to compartmentalize things. Okay. It's like, yeah, I don't need to do, do that yet. Let me just fo- focus on this. Like, this even, now. Yeah. yeah. Like my oldest daughter, she's 19. And it's, it's like she and I have these talks constantly, and she's always saying it. She goes, she's like, oh, she's like, I just, I just can't stop. I just can't stop. She's like, and I hate the fact that you can. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of, um, you know, if my husband and I are working from home, I'm like, how can you be sitting working from home when the dishwasher needs to be unpacked? The how, you know what I mean? And I'm like, that would drive me crazy. Like, I, and so I'm kind of like a little bit of here, and then I'll take care of this, and then that, and you know, and and sometimes he'll say that, you know, why not focus one thing at a time? I'm like, you see how much I just got done in ten minutes? Like, but yeah, I know I, I hear you. This this is very true about yes, and yeah. and under and understanding that fact makes you a better coach. But yeah. You know, because like I always say, one of the biggest flaws in the education system, and people can talk about like systemic flaws and all that other stuff. The biggest flaw is you're trying to teach so many different personality types the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the biggest flaw. Because with me, I, I dropped out of college three times because just that environment just wasn't good for me. Yeah. So, so I went and got educated in other ways, joining masterminds, getting business coaches and you know, just going to tough uh, retreats and workshops and doing all that stuff. So I gained probably a master's level in marketing and branding and stuff just from getting educated that way. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like to the point where I've helped people with marketing backgrounds, create marketing plans. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so it's like, you know, you're trying to teach everyone the exact same way. And it's the same way in, in fitness is the same way in coaching. Like with, I have, I have my gals that just need me to swear at them. Like they just, they just need it. They respond to that. You know, if, if I come at them with kid gloves, they don't respond. If I say, Hey, get on the effing ground, get it done. And they get it done. And there's others that I have to be more gentle with. Yeah. That's, that that's how they receive it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
fitness and all. Yeah, I think in all in all ways. I'm a former school teacher, you know, and even with kids. I mean, yes. and it's different. And there's the different modalities of learning and how important it is to hit each of those modalities. And yeah, when it comes to fitness, I feel like that's a point where really knowing yourself too. You know, I, I trained with a, a a lady for quite some time and it was great, you know, but I was like deep down, she's someone who wants group fitness. She wants mm -hmm. that like, you know what I mean? She needs the community, whereas I'm like a private trainer, yeah. um, you know, and so I feel like different people or some people really do better working out at home. Some people like the... Um, you know, the surrounding of a gym and other people. Some people need the one-on-one -on -one guidance of a trainer. So it's like knowing what you need. Like I personally don't need a trainer. I don't want someone telling me what to do. I like to go and do it on my own, you know, um, but not everyone's that way. So I feel like, yeah, you got to know what works for you and, Agreed. you know, and then pursue that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when people inbox me, I got one just this morning. And the first things they say is, how much are your program? It's like, you don't even know what my program is. <laughs> it's like, you don't even know if you'll like me. It's like, you yeah. don't even know what my style is. You don't even know our group dynamic. So it's like, I try to tell people, come in. It's like, I give you a week for free. You know, like there's no, there's no hidden, hidden things yeah. or, you know, there's no come in and try to up, upsell you on day one. Like, I don't do any of that. You come in, you have seven days, try yeah. out di different classes, try out di different instructors, see what you think. Then if you want to talk nuts and bolts, because now you've experienced it. Right. And, and you can you can decide if it's within your budget to do it. But but the first thing I ask people is like, what are you looking for? You know, it's like, what right. are you looking for? It's like, because how do you know I'm the best one to help you? Right. So, right. so if, if I just tell you what the price is and the price is right, you're like, oh, I'm in. And then to come to find out our personalities totally clash. Right. Absolutely. You know? Right. Like I said earlier, I'm very, I mean, the name of the show is Shut Up and Grind. <laughs> you know? so, so it's like, I'm all about no excuses, no nonsense. If this is your goal, I'm going to bust my ass to get you to your goal at any cost. Right. You know, and, and but that approach doesn't work for everyone. So it's very important for people to understand who is the best person to guide me, not what is the cheapest program around. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. and then like you said, what is your goal? And it has to be their goal. You know, yes. I can't make the goal for you. I can't put the desire in you. But if you have that desire, I might be able to help you along that path. Yeah, I agree. I have an online program and we also offer, you know, one week free. And I, for me, it's because... I don't want your monthly membership fee if this isn't for you. If you yeah. can't commit to doing what the program outlines, if working out at home isn't for you because honestly you want to be in a gym or you want to be in that group setting, then then it's not for you. So try it out. And if it's for you, you're going to be a loyal member. And if it's not for you, then that's fine. You know, like you had your one week free and now move on and find what does work. But right, you have to you have to know what your goals are and you have to know like, what's going to be right for me to achieve those goals. Yes. No, what's funny. So what, what switching to virtual in 2020 showed me, mm. I had, I had no idea how many of my clients had home gyms. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, so-and-so you have all of that. Why are you paying me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. Cause like what people forget is, is I tell people like I made it through the pandemic because I kept charging people. Like so many pe people switched to doing free Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, they're not they're not paying for the actual gym. Like they're paying to make sure that 
they do the stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, like right. some of them, some of them had some pretty elaborate setups, but they lacked the person saying, hey, get it done. Right. You know, so, Absolutely. So I told them Absolutely. all, it's like, it's like, yeah, so we're not going to be in the actual gym. It's like, but you're still getting me. Right. Like you're still getting my push. You're still getting my motivation. Like, you know, you're still getting my support. You're still getting the accountability. I said, that that's what you're paying me for. Anyway, we're just changing the location. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so many gyms went under because a couple of gyms did, did free. So they felt we have to do free too. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, you're already paying me. Just keep paying me. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm right. not asking you to do anything different. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. We have, I have the online program. You know, but I also still work with just a small handful of clients one on one. And, you know, since the pandemic, like some of them wanted to switch to Zoom personal training because they have equipment at home. And like you said, like you have it all at home, but they will still pay my in-person prices to Zoom just for the accountability. I have a 130 session with Kelly. She's going to tell me what to do. We're Zooming it. We're doing it together. There's no... And, you know, and so for some people that's worth the money, you know, there's no way out. There's no excuse. These are, you know, sessions that are booked in person or on zoom price is the same, but it's, you still get me, like you said, you still get me. It's still that's happening. Yeah. yeah. One of the things like I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very compassionate coach, even though I don't think that would be the first word that my clients would use to <laughs> describe me. <laughs> but like, I constantly tell them like, it's from, it's from the heart. It's like, I, I, I treat you the way I treat you out of love. You know, it's like, it's like at the end of all of this, you're going to love where you are. So it's like yeah. the process is a little messy, but I love it when I do, when I do consultations with prospects and they're like, I'll be fine. I go to the gym five days a week. And it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to let you know, this is a little different. You know, because like at, at, at the gym, you pick your you pick your own pace, you pick your own duration, mm-hmm. you you pick the effort that you exert. I was like, here, you don't get to do that. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not, it's like, yes, you're paying me, but I am totally the boss of you for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, that that's that's how this works. And, and I tell mm-hmm. people you have the first two weeks is your incubation period. I said, once we hit day 15, my expectation of you is gonna drastically change. You know, and but but people come in for that first day. Usually the men, like the men, come in all cocky, and <laughs> and, and and it's like, and I don't do anything out of the ordinary. Like I don't try to break people. It's like I let them know, go at your own pace, take breaks. Right. I'll be I'll be fine. Oh, okay, okay. And but then they come in, they try to do too much too soon. They get overwhelmed, and then they see that they're surrounded by women who are crushing it, and and then they end up leaving. Yeah. So. I mean, I, you could almost like generalize that to goals in general. Yes. People come in too fast, too strong. They do too much. They haven't built a base of like, just make it a habit. Can you yes. just make this a lifestyle? And then, and then it leads to burnout and, and give up. And yeah. Yes. So. And, and understanding you don't have to do it all today. Right. You know, so it's so like if people come in and they're just, just unhealthy and they're looking to get started, like the and I'm guilty of this. So maybe a decade ago, when I, when I was still still uh, green with this, is trying to get people to just do everything right away. You know, it's like just make sure you drink this much water, stop drinking soda, cut back on your coffee, cut back on your alcohol. We're gonna we're doing we're throwing all this stuff at them, and then their body is sore from the workout, mm-hmm. so it's like they're deprived and they're hurting. And then they end up not sticking with it. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? So I have to I have to switch up this approach. 
And it wasn't even from a financial perspective. It's like when I work with people, like I'm working with people, you know, it's like getting paid for is just a good side effect. So, right, right. so it's like when I'm working with the people, it's like, you know what? If you're not drinking enough water, let's start there. So like, don't worry about anything else. Just come to class okay. and let's make sure you drink enough water each day. Yeah. And then once you got that down, okay, we're going to work on breakfast. Well, I don't eat breakfast. Okay, well, we're going to work on you eating breakfast. And then once we get breakfast squared away, then we'll add something else. And then maybe by the end of the 30 days, they have a solid base. But trying to have people cram everything in in the first three days, your body's going to revolt against you. Right. <laughs> you, know, like right. You, just, you can't go from this unhealthy to a total health nut in a span of 72 <laughs> hours. It just doesn't work that way. Right, right. One step at a time. Yes. You know? Absolutely. All right. So were you always in, into fitness? Like, like do, do you have a sports background or anything? You know, I have always been into fitness. I don't know. I would I would almost say it like this. When, you know, I was young and, like, maybe my friends would be reading, like, the, I don't know, what would the Teen Bop magazine be? I was into, like, shape. You know, I don't know. Like, yes. it's just always kind of been my thing. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, I don't have a huge sports background. Running cross country was kind of as a high schooler. Like, that was kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, but I've always been you know, at age 12, I got a gym membership. Like, I don't know. I've just always kind of been interested in fitness. Like it's just been, I say at this point in my life, I say, this is just a God given, like, you know, so someone asked me that once who it was an artist and I was like, I don't know, you know, just like that's been implanted in you. It's mm. just been implanted in me. It's just, from, you know, I want to ask you something. So yesterday's guest, also has a fitness background and this is a this is a perspective that in all the years i've been doing this and the thousands of people that i've trained i never looked at it this way because you know i've always been been an athlete you know always been fit besides that one time that i let myself mm -hmm. go but that's for another day and <laughs> you know i made the decision it's not gonna happen again and it didn't happen again and so as we were talking because I was like, yes, I said, it just boggles my mind how people don't want to be fit. And she said, because some people have never felt it. Right, right. Like, ah, I was like, I, I never thought of it that way. So like, what are your th thoughts on that? Like, if you take someone, say like they're in their 40s, and they've never exercised, they've never played a sport a day in their life. And being, I don't want to say unhealthy, but being not fit, they've never felt that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even when it comes to like nutrition and stuff and the way that you eat, you know, I, I've kind of got a nutrition portion to my program as well. And it's like, I feel like until you eliminate certain things until you, it, and it's kind of like nutrition and the fitness and all of that goes together. Like, absolutely. You might not have ever felt what it feels like to not have um, maybe like foods that aren't good for you in your system on a regular basis. Um, you might not have ever felt like what it, it's like to have natural energy because you are like more healthy and fit and strong um, that lasts you through the day. So I, I absolutely agree. Like some people just need to make that turn that corner and then they get that experience. And then I feel like that's when it becomes just this regular part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to, to everyday life as well. Because like if you're someone who grew up poor and then some people just they just can't see themselves being financially stable because all they know is the grind to make a buck. Yeah. 
you know? So like when she said that, I just started piecing it into other aspects of life, like people who live in the inner city and then they move to the suburbs and they end up moving back to the city. You know, though, like I grew up in a rural area. So, so it's like, why would you move back to the hood? <laughs> it's like that makes no sense but that's what they know that's what they're comfortable with so i know it's cliche to say you have to leave your comfort zone but it's so fact it's like, yeah. like you can't you can't accomplish anything in this life if you stay comfortable right right and then what are you doing in your daily life to make this a reality because my program is um it's a christian program and it's faith and fitness you know, I, for me, it's also turning that corner with like Bible study. You know, that's yeah. my, my big focus is we're getting in daily exercise, but we're also getting in daily Bible study. And so mm-hmm. kind of like along the same lines, some people have never had this, uh, you know, relationship with God before. Some people have never experienced maybe what it, what I believe the Bible has to offer and whatnot. And then you turn that corner, but now, yeah, like we're going to make this, that's when you start to work and make this a regular part, you know, are you taking 10 minutes a day? Are you taking, you know, like to actually read your Bible? Do you pray ever? And, you know, I feel like once, yeah, once you experience that, then right now we want to keep this going. And it's those small habits every day yeah. that eventually over time, you know, get you somewhere. They build up. It's like building a, a brick wall. You know, you just keep laying on the bricks and eventually you got a huge wall, but you got to keep laying on those bricks like day by day, even if it's just one little brick at a time. It's true. Yeah. Like an analogy that I used to use, even as a restaurant manager, like I was, I would get all the way to the back of one room and I'd say that wall over there, how can you get to that wall? (laughs) I'm like, can you make it there in one leap? I was like, no, said no, it's requires a series of steps. Mm-hmm. You know, in order for you to get to that wall, said, and that's everything in life. Like, unless you hit the lottery, but even with that, uh, what's the number? Like 80, 85% of people who hit the lottery go broke. Yeah. And, and their what? life turns out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And they go broke because there was no discipline to achieve the money. Right. That's, and I think that's people life. get discouraged in those little steps. So if you're saying how long to get to that wall, and then people feel like, each little step I'm taking isn't big enough. You know, I want it to be taking a bigger step. It's almost like after surgery, you know, first step is like, you're just trying to sit up. Then the next step, you're like, I'm going to step and stand up out of bed. Then the next step is like, I've made it to the bathroom by myself. And then finally you're walking around the hospital floor, but you have to have each step along the way. And even though, yeah, we want to be at the point that we're like back to normal life. We have to take each of those steps that are leading us along the way and not ignore them. See, and I always use the surgery examples as well because I've had seven of them. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. You know, and, and plus, like it says in my intro video, you know, I was told I'd never run, run a jump again. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes back to you have a choice to make. It's like you have, yeah, the doctor can say what they say, but you have a choice to make. And I've used this example before. I'm sure you've heard of Les Brown, the motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, he, he's been battling cancer. And so he shared a story. Of, this was last year, I believe. So he shared a story. He was speaking with his doctor. And the doctor said, you know, basically, we've come to the end of our treatment. And so Les says, so you're basically telling me that I'm going to die. And he said, no, I'm telling you, as in our medical profession, there's nothing else we can do for you. He said, whether you live, live or not is between you and God. 
and I, and I was like, that's that's powerful. That's super, mm-hmm. super powerful. So so whether people believe in religion or not, there there is something higher that you can reach to. Something yeah. like does, does, doesn't matter what your higher being is. Like I always say the universe, you know, that just encompasses everything. So no matter what you believe, the universe covers it. Okay. But it's like once once you take it outside of just you, amazing things can happen. And so once I once I started walking again after that knee surgery, you know, I started getting more and more confidence. And then once I started running again, I was like, game on. It's like, like, this is coming all the way back. Yeah. All the way back. But but again, going back to what I say about feeling it, I felt I mean, I was an all American athlete. So it's like I felt what being in tip top shape felt like. You know, so for me wanting to get back there because right. because I've already experienced you it. Already experienced it. Yes. Absolutely. So so for that person that hasn't experienced that and we're trying to paint them a picture for something that they may not be able to see, mm-hmm. I really think that's the biggest power in having a coach, whether it's a fitness coach, a business coach, a life coach, you gotta help people see what they can't see yet. And that's called faith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are living life without a vision. Yes. And then what are you doing? You're really existing. You're just, you're just, um, you're just getting by. You're just living on default, you know, rather than like living by definition of the person you're trying to become. Yes. And in my opinion, that's the person that God created you to to be, you know, the best version of you. So are you going to live by default or are you going to live by design, by purpose, you know, living on purpose, really? Yeah. Yeah, I always say that content is the enemy of happy. You know, like people people who are content won't take the steps to get to where they want to be. It's like mm-hmm. most most people at some point they they got to hit as close to rock bottom as possible to be like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then that fire is lit. But people who have a have a decent paying job, they like most of their coworkers, they're okay with their boss, they make enough money to support themselves, they're content. You know, right. they may not they may not necessarily be happy, but when you cross over into into your passion and you're helping people, that's a whole different level of happiness. You know, mm-hmm. it's like watching someone go from self-doubt, you know, go to hating their bodies, go to having no energy, no endurance, no muscles, and, and then just helping them transform more so mentally than the physical stuff is like right there. It's like that's a superpower. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. helping people go from here to here. That's a superpower. And, you know, I think it's a fine art. It's a It's like the goal is to always be wanting more, but yet to be um, comfortable in my own skin yes. at the moment. Right. You know, it's like that that balance where it's like I don't want to just be comfortable in my own skin and now just settle for anything. But I don't also always want to always be striving for more without appreciating what I currently have. You know, it's like that that balance of like I am satisfied, but I'm still working for more. You know, I am. I have a feeling of contentment, but I'm still driven with a forward facing like vision and focus, you know, always feeling like I can be better. How can I be better? If you're not asking yourself, how can I be better? I just feel like you're, you're not, um, that's when you're just, that's when you're just existing. That's when you're not growing and without like growing, then what's the purpose kind of, you know? 
See, and that goes back to, it, it, it could go back to upbringing. It could go back to time in school. But I always say we, we are born to be amazing. And it's yeah. somewhere along the, along the way. Like, just think about it. Um, are you a mom? I am a mom. I have three girls. Awesome. And yeah, I, yeah, I have three, three boys, two girls. And, okay. and I don't ever once tell my kids to underachieve, right? It's like we, we tell our kids to just, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. You can put your mind to it. And, you know, we encourage our kids to be better every single day. But then somewhere along the lines, it, it switches. Because as adults, you know, if, if you're trying to just spread your way, oh, you're, you're showing off, you're being cocky, you're chasing a dream, you're doing this, you should be focused on your kids, you should be focused on this. And it's like, whatever happened to spread my wings and fly? Like, right, I'm, right. I'm trying, I'm trying to fly and now you're trying to clip my wings. <laughs> and how many like things that we teach our children? I mean, think back to toddlers and things like that. that, that then do you embody it in your own life? You teach yes. them delayed gratification. You yeah. teach them just because you want it right now doesn't mean you should have it right now. Yeah. You teach them like, you know, and as they get older, they're in high school. Okay. You don't feel like doing your work. It needs to be done. This yeah. is going to help you grow. So, but then you're telling me that you want to be healthy and fit, but like, what are you doing to change it? I, I want to change my body, but you still will eat the cookie because you haven't learned to delay that gratification. So, you know, it's like we teach it to our kids, but then as adults, we find, you know, actually that's hard to live by. It's, you know, <laughs> and, and that's the, right. That's what we should be doing though, is that's how we should be living the way we're teaching our kids. And right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and our kids think we're the best people on, on earth, even, even though <laughs> we're, we're giving them all these rules and the discipline and the life lessons and, and all that stuff. And, but like, like you said, but then we look in the mirror <laughs> and, it's yeah. like, and it's like, I'm not doing any of the stuff I just told the kid to do. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, man. So, and that's one, one of the biggest things. So one of my biggest switches when I decided to leave the restaurant industry was because I wanted to be around for, for my kids. Like my dad was very present, you know, very present. Mm-hmm. And uh, mom mom kind of worked a lot. It's like she, she, she came to what she could, but she, she worked double shifts almost daily, you know. So she was out there on the grind dad worked third shift so he was he was more available to come come to everything but you go to sporting events it's mostly moms that are there anyway like yeah like i've coached sports for a long time and i've met a handful handful of dads that were there on the regular and and i didn't want to be that dad so it's like i had that's a pretty strong higher purpose you know to be a more more present dad in the life of my kids And, and i find you know people always say Find your why. Find your why. I say find your reason. You know, it's like there's a thousand whys. Now, what's your reason to do it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like you can yeah. say say it because I need to lower my my cholesterol. That's a good why. I need to lower my blood pressure. That's a good why. My joints ache. I need my joints to stop stop aching. Okay, but what's your reason to do it now? Right. <laughs> because that reason is what's going to drive you forward. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, with your business, how did you start it? Oh boy. Okay. I'm just trying to get out of this little sunlight patch right there. So, um, you know, I mentioned briefly, I was a school teacher. I I taught elementary school for about, oh my gosh, I forget now, about 18 years or so. And, you know, towards the end of those 18 years, I I was feeling pretty done. Like, um, 
And I think a lot of teachers don't leave teaching even when they feel kind of done just because what else can I do? What else am I going to do? You know, uh, prior to teaching, I was a personal trainer. Like I was in the fitness industry and that was kind of my thing. I was a trainer while I was going through school. I got my master's degree in education. I was training clients. Um, you know, and I'd say towards the end of those teaching years, I really kind of feel like for me, because like I said, I have a faith and fitness program. I feel like God was calling me somewhere else. And I just had this strong urge to kind of change my life. I feel like at this point in time, 18 years had passed. I'm at the same school. I'm doing the same thing. And you just see life kind of flying by mm -hmm. and what's changed. Where's my growth been? What's been different? And I just felt this desire. I need to have something else. Um, around that time, I was teaching yoga. I had gotten yoga certified. I was teaching some yoga classes. And then a trainer that we knew in the area had, who had opened her own private business, her own private gym, had her own clientele, was about to move and leave to Utah. And she was looking for a trainer to take over her clients. And the opportunity, and it just kind of lined up. You know, granted, it was a huge risk for me because I left teaching is very secure. And that's another reason people don't leave teaching. I And I, I took that leap and I took over these clients and I, I left teaching. And that's kind of where it started. Now, prior to that, however, I had been working on a faith and fitness program. At this point in time, it was yo it was more yoga centered which um, did not get a lot of like positive feedback. I didn't get a lot of open doors with yeah. this route, but we had already recorded videos. I was trying to get it into churches, like kind of teach live classes. Um, and during this time, actually, I tore my hamstring tendon, which is a, mm. ooh, that was a brutal. What? I mean, I've had some surgeries too. I've done the ACL. I actually broke my hip once. Oh, but that hamstring tendon, I tell you, that took me out for like, that took me out for a long time. That took yoga away for sure. And it was during this time, like, you know, we were meeting with someone in a church, like really trying to get my program, Soul Strength, like to kind of take off. And I was thinking live classes at this time. And, you know, he said to me, like, Kelly, you know, there's people on the staff who won't even like talk about yoga, who won't even say like, just it's not really... Uh, super accepted, you know, because there's too many other backgrounds with yoga. Yeah. And it, it was right then that I was like, well, I can't even do yoga. I'm not totally tied to yoga. It's just to me, it was a kind of peaceful, you know, I had been doing it in my own morning routine. Um, and so we switched the program right then and there to fitness based completely. So I have a completely fitness based workout program that includes Bible study. So um like we work, I work Bible study into the workout really. Yeah. And then I have accompanying like devotionals. And so, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a huge process, all these things mm -hmm. kind of happening all at once, you know? Um, but, and then it took years. I mean, just like many things, you know, it really took years to get from that point to that point, but it was kind of like based on my own experiences, you know, when I was teaching, super busy mom, three kids, you know, a baby, toddler, kindergartner, and trying to rush to school. And um, during that time, my husband had like lost his job, you know, he, there was unemployment. And it was a rough time period, you know, really rough time period in our life. And before I would go get myself to work, and then have to take care of teaching, and then my own family, I would get up, 
I would try to get in a little bit of Bible study and I would try to get in a workout because I knew my day was going to be so much better if I could do those two things. So my days would start that way. And I would say that's what planted the seed was like that time period of my life, you know, when it was like I, we were kind of struggling the most. It was very difficult. And, you know, I realized the importance for me of having a short amount of time, but accomplishing these two things. So, you know, fast forward many years, I created a program for women that accomplishes those two things in a short amount of time. It integrates them both. Um, But, you know, it took a long time to get there. And it's, you know, I mean, it's just any journey, any goal that you have, like you've got to take each step along the way. And you know, like even teaching, my husband said to me recently, we drove by my old school and he said, like, don't you wish you had left teaching sooner? You know, because we would have been on this soul strength fit is the name of my program. We would have been on this journey much, you know, and I was like, you know, I think, though, that was one of the steps because that taught me about the different, you know, teaching. I'm like, I'm all about the different modalities of learning and how I'm really into kinesthetic learning. When you apply your body, you know, when my girls are trying to learn for school, one of my daughters is into theater. She's trying to learn her scripts. Like, let's take a walk. Let's do something. Get your body involved while you're learning. You're going to learn it that much more, you know. And so I feel like I really learned the value of the different modalities of learning, utilizing kinesthetic learning, because I really implement that in my program. And so I feel like, you know, you know, as much as by the end of those years, I was ready to be done. I feel like that was a crucial step and you can't skip those crucial steps, you know, because they get you to where you are today. Yeah. See, and, and you weren't ready to leave at that point. Cause like yeah. I, I say that all the time too, with the restaurant industry, like, oh, I should have left 10 years ago, but what would I have done? Cause I really hadn't found fitness. Like, yes, I was an athlete, but I, like I wasn't coaching people yet. So once I started coaching people and helping them get results and seeing that it was starting to just organically grow. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so now I had something, you know, I had something that lit the soul on fire. And then I was able to walk. Well, I was pushed away, but still I, I, ended, up, I ended up losing my job. But uh, yeah, this was in 2009 during the recession. So I, so I lost my job. And I was like, okay, so, you know, the universe is telling me to go in this direction. And I wasn't ready, didn't, didn't have the savings, had jacked up credit. And, but I knew I was just really good at getting people to believe in themselves. So I was like, there's there's something there. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? You don't have a college degree, but I just spent the last 15 years in business pretty much, you know, do, doing all the things that's ne- that's needed to run a business. I said, so- right. I got to take those teachings and apply it here. And the same thing, it took it took time because I, I love that you said it a couple of times that it took a long time. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things I teach people, it's perseverance. <laughs> like, it's like you can't try a meal plan for two weeks and say you tried it. Right. Like, like it doesn't work that way. It's like if, if you get six months in, then you can critique. I said, but it takes time for your body to adapt to what you're doing to it. It's like, you can't go out, run, run a mile a couple of times and then go run a 10 K and expect great results. Like right, <laughs> it right, right. doesn't work that way. You know, it's like day, but if you crush every single day, it's what I tell people that, all right, you want to lose 30 pounds. Let, let, let's focus on one. Okay. We're going to focus on right. one. All right. Oh, you lost two and a half. Awesome. So now we're going to focus on losing one next week. Hey, you lost a half a pound. It's still a loss. Okay. Next. I said, right. just take it 
take it day by day. You do the right things day, day by day. And just like, like in business, weight loss or even building muscle, it's, it's the same. You're going to have peaks and you're going to have valleys. So, but as long as you keep the habits in alignment and you do it over time, you're going to get to where you want to be. It's like perseverance is like a lost art nowadays because every, everything is at our fingertips. Everything's instant. Absolutely. <laughs> We're used to instant. And yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's true. You have to have a vision big enough that the small setbacks along the way aren't going to deter you because exactly. it's just a small setback right now. But here's where I'm going. So, yep. you know, you yeah, you've got to have that big vision that you're working towards. And, and accept the fact that it may not look the way you thought it was going to look. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, Absolutely. Yes. You know, when I think back to what I was initially trying to do with our program, and like I said, I was trying to get this live in churches mm. and, you know, meeting with someone and he was like, have you thought about online? And I was like, I don't want an online program. I want to do live classes, which is so ironic because I already told you I'm a pretty quiet person. Like mm -hmm. teaching live classes is not my thing. You and I have opposite personalities probably in that regard where you'd be yelling at people. On the <laughs> yep. and, um, so, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I was pushing for that for so long. Anyhow, it's not even really my personality. I'm much more quiet. I do very well with one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. but you know, putting it online was actually the best thing I could have done. Was that my vision for the first year and a half? Not at all. I was, I was trying to do everything in person and live. And now I have members literally around the world, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Europe. Awesome. And would I have done that with live classes? Well, of course not, you know? So what was meant to be was not what I initially thought I wanted. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that's, I mean, that's the amazing, I mean, to me, that's not my vision. That was God's vision, you know, but right. Sometimes what you think you want isn't even the best thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. See, that's where you have to look at the impact, you know, the impact. When I first started, even this podcast, it was just me talking about fitness stuff, you know, the importance mm -hmm. of drinking water, you know, the myth about carbs. And so it was just, just me thinking that, you know, like, why are people going to listen listen to me when there's Joe Rogan and, and there's people having their celebrity guests on? And it's like, who, who the hell's going to listen to yeah. me from small town Rhode Island? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Damn it. I got stuff to offer the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. yeah so I'm going to work on finding guests. And then I found my very first guest. I think she was on episode eight or nine, I want to say. Okay. And, and then I found my second guest. And then. You know, I started booking a couple guests out and then a couple guests out. Now, because I think I connected with you like four months ago. Yeah, <laughs> no, say, right? it was. It was over summer. And I was like, holy smoke. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing in January. But yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, on that point, I think like what people sometimes lack and a really key component is just a little bit of confidence. And I think what holds people back sometimes is deep down, they feel like I can't do it. Yes. And, you know, when that, when it, when you and then it's like if you just have that little bit of confidence oh i can do this it's just it's going to take work yes you know and if you switch that like oh this is doable i just have to work at it but i think sometimes people lack that confidence where there's something in the back of their head saying like i can't do this you know yes. and it's almost like just flipping that switch and changing those words to i can do this it's just going to take work and am yeah. i willing to work and now now i've got a new question it's not can i do it it's, I can do it. Am I willing to put in the work? Yes. 
Yep. And now you answer that honestly, you know, it's. Yeah. And that's what I teach my kids. So one of my, one of my twins, he, he comes down and he's like, he's like, dad, can you make me eggs? I said, why can't you make you eggs? You know, he's <laughs> 12 now. And okay. yeah, he says, cause I don't, cause I don't know how, but so what should you be asking me? He's like, can you, can you teach me how to make eggs? I'm like, yes, I will. You know, it's like, it's like, don't, don't just accept short shortcomings. Like I was telling someone in the gym earlier, so uh, I think I, I think we were doing Bosu Bosu goblet squats, and okay. so I, I had a 16 kg kettlebell. And I, this woman, she's into her third week now, and so she comes over and she's like, "Oh, can I use that one over there, like a smaller one?" They think it was a six kg. I said, "You didn't even pick up this one yet." I was like, "So how do you know it's too heavy for you until you at least try?" Yeah. And so she picks it up. You know, she gets on the Bosu, and she she lasted the entire round. With, with that same kettlebell, I said, see, I said, that's the biggest thing you're going to learn here with me is that your limits are far beyond what you think they are. Mm -hmm. I know? think, yeah, I think a lot of times people are capable of so much more than they give themselves credit for. Yep. And, and then, you know, you don't try, you don't, um, like how many times you hear, I could never do that. You know, I, I tell people like time. maybe some of my routines, how early I get up, how, you know, what my day might look like. And, and sometimes people will say, I could never do that. Mm. And it's like, well, no, actually you could. Is it easy for me to, when my alarm goes off, is exactly. it easy? No, it's not easy. I can do it, you know, because I'm determined to do it. But um, so yeah, to replace that language of like, I could never do that with like, it's hard, but I'm doing it. Yes, yeah, like I do it. Same, same, same thing. My alarm goes off at four, four twenty every morning. All right, You've been earlier than me. I thought I was early, but <laughs> yeah, like my first class is at five fifteen. You know? Okay. So, so, and I remember when I first put that time frame in, I had a business coach, and he kept telling me, "He's like Robert. He's like you. You need something in the five o'clock hour." I was like, "Dude, getting up, getting up for six mm -hmm. is kicking my ass." I was like, "Are you up something in the five o'clock hour?" Yeah. And so. So I had a woman reach out to me. She wanted to do personal training at 4.45. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll, I'll do it. And so I was like, all right. So then my next class wasn't until till 6. So I was like, I'm not going to just sit around for 45 minutes. And so right. let, me, let me put one in at 5.15 and we'll see what happens. And so I think I want to say a dozen people came. So I was like, people want to get up this early? People so, want to get up that early, yeah. So I put on another one, and then 32 people came. And then I put on another, and, and it, it became my busiest class. Like, my, my business coach was spot on, because he's over there with you. He's in uh, Huntington Beach, California. Okay. You know? so, so I was like, I don't know if that's going to fly here at Little Roadie. <laughs> uh -huh. you know? so, so, so California's got more people than some countries do. Yeah, you know? so, yeah so, but he was he was spot on, and so I had to come come out of that comfort zone. It took me maybe maybe ten days to really adapt, and and now all these years later, like I really I can't sleep past six. Like on the weekends, my earliest class is is at eight thirty. Mm -hmm. So so you would think I could sleep in? No, maybe I make it to five five fifteen, but then I'm I'm up. But I'm far more productive. But I, I get more done on, on a Saturday morning by nine o'clock before most people even wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my workout time though. I, I, I don't like to take clients that early or anything. Cause I'm like, that's, that's me time. That's when yeah. I do my workout, but yeah. absolutely. It's a good time to get it done. 
Yeah, because then life can't happen to you. You know, that's right. the thing. So people like, oh, I oh, I can't do that. You know, I'll come to the afternoon classes. And then there's traffic. There's somebody somebody didn't show up. I have to stay late. My, my boss just called a meeting. And then life happens to you. And now you can't get to class. But if you just reframe that thinking, you know, get up in the morning, get it done. And if you have kids, the kids are still sleeping. You right. Know? So nothing can get in the way of that. And then you watch over time, you're going to find you're going to go to bed earlier. Because I tell people, you don't have a waking up problem. So you have a going to bed problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like with, with me, I'm knocked between 830 and 9 every single day. So, Absolutely. So when my alarm goes off, I pop right up. It's not a problem. But if you're going to bed at midnight, then yeah, getting up at 4, 430 is going to be a stretch for you. you know, right. But, but like you said earlier, 24 hours is 24 hours. Like it, it doesn't really matter when it falls. So if you if you can be productive from say five to noon versus nine to five, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. But just in those couple hours while the day is silent, you know, kids are sleeping, husband or wife is sleeping. Usually the dogs are still knocked. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean. And you can focus on you for that time frame, and then you go on with the rest of your day. And I think it's almost like working in reverse to say you know because I am a. I'm with you. And I'm a huge proponent of do it first. And that's why I would suggest the first two things. And this is how I start my day every day with my cup of coffee, my Bible, and then I'm at the gym and I I get all of this done, you know, and I I realized I used to get up at five and then I realized, you know what, the difference between five and four 45 in regards to sleep is like nothing. Yeah. Honestly, 15 minutes is not a big deal. But the difference between 15 minutes in my morning with my Bible, like now that's a huge difference. Even 15 minutes for me in the gym, that's a huge difference. I can accomplish a lot in 15 minutes. So, you know, to kind of think like, okay, I can shave off 15 minutes. Honestly, that is a drop in the bucket. It makes no difference in your sleep, really. But then let's work backwards. Oh, I couldn't get up early. Well, why? Why aren't you going to bed at 9, 930? Well, I'm watching TV. I'm scrolling Facebook. I'm okay. So then just say right now you're choosing late night TV over health and fitness. You're choosing late night TV over it. You want to, maybe you want to discover who God is. Maybe you want to spend that time. So you're, that's the choice you're making. And you have to at least acknowledge that, you know, I'm choosing to stay up late as opposed to getting up early. And what are you doing? Not many people are staying up late because they're accomplishing all these wonderful tasks that's moving their life forward. Generally speaking, it's brainless activity like TV watching, internet scrolling, something like that. That Then, you know what, just admit the fact that I'm choosing late night TV over achieving my goals. Yes. And that's that's huge. Accountability is huge. So someone messaged me yesterday Actually, no, I, I messaged her because we just started an accountability group on Monday. And, and I told them, I said, if you're good, if you're going to join this group, it is 100 percent. You have like unless you're laying in the hospital, you have to follow these standards 100 percent. And then even still, it's going to depend why you're in the hospital. Right? So, yeah. so it's like, it's like yeah. uh, I was hospitalized in 2017 with rhabdo after a long mountain mountain race. And I still walk 10,000 steps every single day, even, okay. though, even though I was in the hospital. So I was like, it, it depends why you're in there. Yes. And so and so she didn't show up for class. And so I messaged her strike one. And she's like, oh, my car died. 
I said, okay, but you could have you could have gotten up and signed in for virtual. You know, said you you could have messaged me and said, card died, we're gonna work on that. I'll do one of the at-home workouts mm-hmm. that, that are stored in the app. Said said there were options. I said you just chose to not show and not tell me anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I said that's on you. It's like yeah. you you made that choice to not be up front. Cause because yeah. so, someone else didn't come in either, but she she messaged me, said she didn't realize that. She didn't realize that she was signed in for both classes because she was signed in for six o'clock and for four thirty. So she's like, I just forgot to sign up for that one. I'll be there at four thirty. I'm sorry. So I didn't give her her the strike one speech because she owned up to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's something that people struggle with to just say, that's on me. Like that's that's my bad. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give another quick example, and then I'll let let you close out. Is my son messaged me earlier today, saying he's having. He's just having a rough day at work. And he's like, you know, I might just walk out. And I was like, uh, you will not be walking out. Because I said, A, that's you're reacting emotionally. So we got we to gotta react rationally. I said, so if things aren't going well, just get through it. And so, oh, I, oh and I, I said, and act like you have your own bills to pay. You know, because he still lives here, here with me. He's 22. I said, so if you had your own apartment with your own utilities and your own everything else, you wouldn't, walking out wouldn't even cross your mind. Yeah, not an option. Yeah, so he said, well, if I end up leaving, then that's on them. I said, no, 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 no. I said, because you com- you were complaining two and a half years ago, and I told you then, look for something better. I said, and you chose to stay there. You chose to let this fester. And now mm-hmm. you're reaching your boiling point because you didn't take action when you should have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's what, what I tell people when I have the initial consultation with them and I, I cost myself a lot of money doing this, but I'm very genuine. Like I don't blow smoke at people. I said, you need to go look yourself in the mirror and have this conversation. Like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. What am I willing to do to get it? And how long am I willing to put in the work to get it? Mm-hmm. I said, you answer me those three questions, then you can train here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's like you, you just got to... Um you got to just take that tough love. And, you know, I remember working with someone who really wanted to lose weight and she came to me and, you know, and she said, but I'm just, I'm a picky eater. And okay. Now by her saying I'm a picky eater, she means I don't like healthy food. I was, I was raised eating McDonald's and fast food and this and that, you know, and, you know, and it was like, well, no, you're not a picky eater. You're, you're, taking a cop out you're making excuses Mm. now because that doesn't matter you're responsible for your body your body you are responsible for your body so you need to take that responsibility you need to be adults and take responsibility for the body that god gave us you know and drop the excuses and sometimes it's a matter of just looking your excuses dead in the eye and saying that's an excuse i can do better what can i do to be better yeah. Yeah. Just like I was saying earlier, I really wanted IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, but I just came off of a solid workout, you know, my own workout. Yeah. And, you know, just like, no, like that's going to undo what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, so it's like you take the, you take the time and think about the consequences. Cause like when people tell me, it's like, oh, oh, I just, I drank too much. And I ate too much over the weekend. I'm like, but, but you kicked ass all last week. Mm-hmm. And you didn't let any of that positivity carry over into the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what it what it comes down to is we're so 
hell-bent on pleasing other people instead of just saying, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have no problem saying no. I'll go visit my mom and she'll be like, oh, Rob, I made some. Do, do you want some? And it's like, I'll have some. And then she's like, do you want more? I'm like, no, thank you. Like, there's nothing, like you don't have to gorge yourself just because your mom asks you. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like right. my mom <laughs> understands that I'm still an athlete. I'm still competitive. I'm a trainer. It's like, you know, like I can't go against the things I'm preaching for other people to do. <laughs> you know, I said, so I'll take some, but that's all I want. Right. And right. Remember, someone said to me, like, oh, so I'm going to a party. What am I supposed to do? Bring a salad? How bad do you want to reach a goal? I never <laughs> attended a dinner like that I'm invited without bringing a side salad because I always know I've got something there I will eat. I mean, granted, I have a lot of food, you know, like I don't do gluten and like whatever, but yeah, like I, absolutely. Yeah. If you need to bring something to share, a host is, you know, then like, yeah, you, you do that. You plan ahead. You just, you have to, I don't know. Sometimes we just have to actually own up, take a little responsibility, make some plans, you know, setbacks happen, you know, I mean, and, and sometimes even the best of us are like, oh, wow, I probably shouldn't have eaten that. Or that was a little bit too much. I mean, that happens to the best of us, but then the next day you turn it around again yes. and you don't do it twice. It doesn't happen twice in a row, yes. you know? So it happens one day, but good. Now my next day is is back on point. So it, it's all about what's our normal. So, you know, like, okay, I, over Christmas, over holidays, we made fudge. I made cinnamon rolls. I, But that's not my normal. So that's yeah. okay. You know, it's, it's an occasional whatever on a special, but it's not my normal. So yes, exactly. if, if when I'm making my normal, then you have, then, you know, you have those moments and it's okay. You get right back to it. Not a big deal. You know, it's yeah. not going to, it's that minor setback, but my vision is here. So this little setback right here doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And, and you plan for it. It's like, it's, it's, it's simple math. I mean, I know some, some people have metabolic conditions, but it's simple math It's you know, calories out versus calories in. So if you know, you're going to go out on a Saturday night, manage your calories throughout the day and make sure you have adequate water. You know, yeah. the, when you go out at night and enjoy yourself. Like I always tell, tell my clients, like, don't deprive yourself. If there's something you want, have it. So just be smart about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want pizza, find a place that sells it by the slice. It's like that yes. way you can manage the intake because yeah. we're, we're all human, myself included. I can kill a, a full pizza easily. Yeah. You, know, you know, so so that's where having five kids is a blessing because there's very rarely left. <laughs> <laughs> very rarely. So no matter what I get, we finish it. <laughs> you know, so so I, I usually get mine first and then I come downstairs and eat. And then by the time I go back upstairs, it's like everything's cleaned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that helps, but it's like you have to be in control of your environment, and so that's the biggest thing I try to tell people. It's like, well, I have kids. I said, so, so do right. I. So do I. Like, I don't have junk food piled in, in into my cupboards. It's, it's like I have fruits and vegetables piled in, and then we introduce that stuff as luxuries. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. if that's like you like you said, it's not the norm. You know, so if I come home with, say, a cake or something, they're like, ooh, cake. You know, it, it's not like, they do I want cake or do I want this? You know what I mean? There's not a plethora of options. You know, like the options are healthy food. Yeah. And, you know, and even learning then, if you're going to have this stuff around and you need to 
really work on portion control, then portion it out. Then, yes. or, you know, like just knowing yourself, if you don't do well with the big pot of pasta on the table in a family style meal, don't do family style meals. Exactly. It'll take a while to transition, but you'll get there, put the food on the plates and then put the food away, get rid of the family style meals. If that's your weakness, if that's where you struggle the most, you know, um, sometimes helping yourself just learn portion size and self-control. I let my kids have a, a treat after dinner every night, a small yeah. treat, but like they will literally get one piece of something, you know, with kids and like Halloween, you know, they still have Halloween candy in their room. Okay. You can have one after dinner or we do ice cream. My girls literally pull out a measuring cup and they measure the ice cream because they know like you get one serving, you know? And so it's like, it's learning. Okay. This amount is, it's going to be okay, you know? And then they see me, honestly, I don't eat those, but I make kind of healthy. I make these little healthy cakes. I call them protein cakes, you know, or I make these little melt away. I make my own treats. And so they'll see me eat something, but it's not out of a package, you know, and I'm not going to totally enforce it completely on them. I'm at least teaching them a little bit, but then that's it. And then they see me kind of setting the example. Yeah, I want a little something sweet. I'm going to pull out one of my little protein cakes or I'm going to pull out one of the little things that I made, you know. And and so it is kind of like finding that that balance and finding, you know, this is what's going to work in my house. And like, yes. right, like you said, setting up your environment. Like we have an outside fridge in the garage. I will put the leftovers that I think are tempting out there. Yeah. You know, I'll come home with... Um, things that might be more tempting for me. And I will put them in Ziploc bags right off the bat, you know, so they're pre-portioned. I'll do that with like nut butters and nuts and things like that, little containers and Tupperwares. And so if portion control, I know that for me, portion control is more difficult Then I portion control ahead of time, not in the moment when it's hard to do, I'll do it ahead of time, you know? And so learning how to set up your environment you know, is important. And, but you have to know what your own weaknesses are. And then yes. how can you set myself up for success with these weaknesses? That's, that's the money sentence right there. <laughs> Knowing what your weaknesses are and how can I set myself up to address it? Because yeah. with me, I did that. And, you know, the, the portion controls are absolutely great idea. But again, you have to know who you are. Because right. I've done that before. And then I'll get the bag of chips. And then I'll get another bag of chips. Okay. <laughs> I'll get another bag of chips. So, okay. so, I, so I know, know with me, I have to go to the store if I want chips and get a single bag of chips. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that works for, for me. Right. Like I, I did right. that with trail mix too. I got, got the little one ounce cups, portioned it all out. And I'm sitting uh-huh. there in cup after cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Everyone's different. You know, when I, like my husband can eat a meal and leave food on his plate. Mm. And that for me is hard. I'll finish what's on my plate. So I've learned, I have to be very purposeful about what I put on my plate. And so absolutely you have to know, and every single person is different, you know, and the way our bodies respond to food and the way psychologically and mentally we respond to food is different so right you got to be aware you got to be self-aware yeah and then you know b- before before we close out because i know, know we're over time but you know the conversation's flowing <laughs> is uh like a woman asked me yesterday she, she's like wow i want to i want to put on muscle you know what's what's the best way and i was like you know if anyone gives you a definitive answer to that question be a little leery i said <laughs> because 
everybody's different. There's different body types, there's different frames, you know, there's different metabolisms, you know, so to just give you one blanket answer is doing you a disservice. (laughs) We could at least start here. Lift weights. Well, yeah. I I feel like convincing women to lift weights yeah. It, you know, I feel like that sometimes takes convincing. And well, yeah, because they think they're going to bulk up like yes. men do. And <laughs> I, I hear that all the time. What, if, I could convince, if I could teach women one thing when it comes to their fitness, prioritize weight training above everything else. If yes. you're not getting your heart rate up while you're weight training, then change your style of weight training, yes. you know? And so <laughs> I, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. But yeah, it's like, I, I told her, as I said, the, the short answer is like, you, you still want to eat clean. You just want to eat more. Yeah. I said, and you want to lift weights. I, I, I said, but, but I can't give you a definitive answer until we do a little more, little more digging, you know, and find out exactly what it is you're trying to do. And I think one other thing too is 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 women have to embrace their body type, you know, just just embrace your body type. So mm-hmm. I had had a, one of my girls brought brought a friend, and her friend she's pretty muscular, you know. And so one of the biggest things that women tell me they want, they're like, I want a bicep. They're like <laughs> I, I I just want a bicep to just pop through. Well, uh, that's and, funny. Okay. And, and, and this woman, it's like she had them. So one of the stations, it was an upper body station. And she's squatting. And so I come over, I'm like, what? Why are you squatting? And she's like, because I don't need, need to make these any, any bigger. And I was like, but this is what you have. So I said, A, one round and one station is not going to make your arms pop. You know, but but I was like, embrace what you have. I'm like, half the women in here would kill to have those arms. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and you want to do away with them. Yeah. You know, like, that's what you got blessed with. You know, we got to work with what you have. That's funny. <laughs> Bigger biceps. I've never had a woman say that to me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. See, and that's usually, you know, the more petite women, you know, they're like, I, I just want, I just want a bicep. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Embrace your body type. I'm five, two. I'm not going to get any taller as much as I try, <laughs> you know, but I I've learned to work out in a way that I feel like is, is, is going to be best for my body shape, my body size. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like to to that point too, one of the other trainers in in the gym, like they don't work with, with me. There's like four, four different businesses where I train out of and they're, they're power lifters, but it's like, they're, they're shorter and they're wider. Yeah. You know? And so if if I try, try to judge my performance on what they can do, it's like, I'll never, I'll never feel good about, about myself you know like i can deadlift a decent amount of weight but like i'm not one of those guys that needs to deadlift 600 pounds you know no. like it, that just doesn't do it for me but one of the guys was busting my chops this one day because i think i had 315 i want to say i was doing okay. and he's like so when are you going to put some real weight on there i said so when are you going to do a 54 inch box jump <laughs> right i was like, yeah. like we, we all have our strengths yeah. <laughs> you know? so yeah. about finding what your strength is and honing in on your strength. Like, like I said, if I judge myself on my ability to deadlift like them, I feel like a failure, you know? And that's one of the biggest things I try, I try to get, because like I said, I work with mostly women. So just, so just trying to get through them, like, okay, you, you might not be fast like Ashley, but you're stronger than she is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you might not be strong like Lynn, but you got endurance for days. Like you just go and you just don't stop, you know? So find yeah. what your superpower is. And just maximize that instead of judging yourself on somebody else's superpower that you might not have the shape or the muscle capacity to duplicate. 
Yeah. And, you know, and like saying, what does, what will being fit for me look like in my life? So being fit for me in my life is being confident in my clothes, is having energy to go from 4.45 to, you know, 9.30 at night, is, you know, is keeping up with my kids, is being able to juggle a bazillion things at once. Being fit for me means like I can take long hikes and enjoy nature and being outside. So what does being fit for you look like? You know, if it looks like being able to lift up 300 pounds, I don't know, then like, hey, by all means, like you keep lifting those big weights, you know, you decide what fitness looks like for you. Yes. And, you know, go for that. Love that. Love that. All right. So give us some final thoughts, even though you kind of just just did. (laughs) And, you know, let people know where they can get in touch with you. All right. So, you know, I guess some final thoughts. I, I always encourage people like start small, work on daily habits above anything yes. else. And once you have daily habits in place, that's where you're setting yourself up for, for success. You got to decide who is the person I want to be. Yes. And then what are the character traits that that kind of person has? And now how am I working to develop those character traits? One amazing thing about working on your physical fitness is I a hundred percent believe it works on your character as well. That's how you learn perseverance. That's how you learn sticking with things when they're tough. This is how you learn, you know, delayed gratification and things like that. You know, learning how to breathe through something that might be driving you nuts. So I I feel like um, our physical training can do a lot for your character development as well. So just start small decide on the person you want to be and then figure out the ways that you're going to get there and make it just a daily regular routine. So, you know, my, my program is called soul strength fit, and this is a Christian program for Christian women. It's all at home workouts, all based on Bible study. Um, and you can find me at soulstrengthfit.com. I also have Soul Strength Fit Kids, super cute. This is on YouTube. Like I said, kinesthetic learning for little ones is amazing. So this is teaching them Bible stories with exercise. Nice. Um, so you can find me on YouTube also. I have a bunch of my workouts up on YouTube. Um, I also have a podcast called Devotionals on the Go. And it's exactly that. You want you just 12 minutes of listening while you're driving, folding laundry, whatever. But 12 minutes of like listening description or rather scripture and then reflecting on it. Um, so those are a bunch of the places you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, Kelly Wenner. And yeah. Love it. Although if you have a couple minutes, I named this from your from your profile. Like I, I named this episode three, three reasons why women run on empty. And I never asked you what the three reasons were. Okay. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Three reasons why women run on empty. One, they don't properly fuel, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, properly fueling means like, are you taking care of your spiritual health? Are you taking care of your physical health? Another really big one. Are you taking care of the health of like, you know, community relationships without Mm -hmm. those three things, you're not properly fueling. Um, Two, they ignore the owner's manual and the owner's manual tells you, you have to exercise your body regularly. You have to eat good foods. You have to, you know, get a little bit of sunlight, vitamin D. Like we, there's basic science that tells us the owner's manual and you can't ignore the owner's manual. And also, you know what? A lot of times we just ignore the warning lights. 
that go off in our car, in our, you know, whatever. We ignore the warning lights. And that's like, you know, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling run down. I'm feeling hopeless. I'm feeling, yeah, these are all warning signs that something is ready to change. And you can't ignore them. You can't go through life ignoring any of those warning signals telling you that like a, a change is needed and it might require some work. So I think those are three reasons right there that, you know, women might be running on empty. I, I love that they ignore the owner's manual. That's, yeah. a, that's also, I, I said something similar. I think, think it was two, two, epi- two episodes ago. I said, I said, it's an open book test. It's like, like everybody knows, drink, yeah. enough, drink enough water, exercise, eat right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's an open yeah. book test. Everyone knows that yet 80% of people don't do it. Yeah. We want to look for something easier, I guess. You know, yeah. easier is not always better. Yeah, and eating healthy doesn't have to be bland. <laughs> you know, it, it might yeah. take a little more work. You know, yeah. a little more work, but you can make some great taste and healthy food. Yeah, that's it's the one thing I hear. Yeah, that's the one thing I hear. Like, I like flavor. I was like, okay, yeah, good. This, so do I. Yeah, <laughs> like me <laughs> too. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, this, this has been awesome. So I'm sure we're gonna cross paths again. I do. I do like. Uh, I do. Uh, what are they called? All star panels where, okay. I, where I bring bring former guests back, and you know we take a take a subject and we tackle. And I've had a lot of a lot of fitness professionals on here, so I, I'm sure I'll be doing several of those if you're interested in coming back and uh, expanding yeah, the conversation. Very so, good. Yes, absolutely. I'm all things faith and fitness. That's me. Awesome. Love it. And um, I have some podcast friends too, that I'm going to, going to connect you with. And uh, I believe, I believe I have, I believe I have some, someone that's, that does this too, that they do the, the faith and fitness thing. I'll have to go back. That, that was probably like 60 episodes okay. ago. Yeah. But, yeah. But I know I had a conversation similar. similar okay. to, to Very what, good. what we just did. So I'll match you up with some great people. Thanks Robert. My pleasure. All right. You have a great day. All right. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Great. Thank you for joining. All right. Take care. All right. So that was Kelly. If you're just now tuning in, make sure you go back and listen to the whole thing. And we shared a lot of good information. She gave a lot of good insights. I got a whole bunch of notes over here. So uh, I learned stuff from every guest as well. And so I will be back tomorrow. As I just mentioned, the all-star panel is this Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, where we're going to be tackling how to stay committed to your goals in 2022. So you don't want to miss that one because all six of these people rock their individual episodes. And this one's going to be, it's going to be high energy. It's going to be entertaining, but most importantly, you're going to leave definitely inspired to crush 2022. So that's all I got for you for today. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.